Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today, we've got a very special guest, Willie Coleman with All Better Homes coming in from South Carolina. Yep. And he's here to share how he's wholesaled 18 total properties before even turning 18. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker and owner of Stunning Homes Realty, founder of the Offer Fast Homes app, the only app you'll need for wholesaling. And I'm on a mission to create 100 millionaires. If that's something you're interested in, let's definitely connect on Instagram. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And as a reminder, I do not charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this. So here's all I ask. This is what it costs for you to listen to this show. If you get value today, please tag a friend, share this episode right now, or tell them your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show. So please post your questions for Willie to answer. And before we even get started on this, uh, I was talking to Willie before we went uh, on the air. I wanted Willie to come out here and do this show because I wanted to squash every last excuse you can possibly have to be successful. Um, you know, he's just turned 18 last Saturday. He's not old That's enough right. to drink. Couldn't even buy a lottery ticket last week. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah. That's laughs> so crazy. there's really no reason if Willie can do it, why why nobody else, uh, why anybody else should have any reasons why they can't do it. Exactly. So you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So first question is, what got you into real estate? Whew. So, um, ironically, my parents uh, buy and hold and fix and flip, mm -hmm. and they've been in the business probably about four years. Yeah. So I've always been around. Like I've always been around like entrepreneurship, like the the mentality of like not having to work for for anybody. Just mm -hmm. the go the go getters, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, like you know, when they started is when I started, right? So mm -hmm. four years ago, like you know, they were just fixing and flipping, buying and holding. So I was always like, you know, I do demo on the on the houses when they physically did work. I was there with them doing work with them. So you had the sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so like to take it to the other side, like fast forwarding, uh, probably like when I was about fifteen ish, like I started to say, okay, I enjoyed like the actual work itself. Like mm -hmm. I didn't like grudge like just go in there to these houses, but like. Um, fast forwarding is like, I said, okay, how do I work smarter? Like, and not harder. Mm -hmm. um, and so like literally on these houses, like from the cabinets to the toilets, to the vanities, I would just start selling that stuff. Right. So like, instead of just like throwing it away, like, Hey, let's make a few hundred bucks here and there. And so from there, so I was just taking parts from houses that you guys are flipping. Exactly. And selling that. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So like for the <laughs> toilet, <laughs> like literally the toilets, I was like, Oh, offer up Chrysler's 50 bucks, 60 bucks. I'd sell it. Um, <laughs> literally just just made probably like a grand or two a month just from that yeah um so that's kind of when i started getting the concept of like okay let's reverse engineering this this you know working harder versus smarter right or you know the other way around so uh from there it's like okay i know how to make money how do i do this um but really maximize my ability mm -hmm. um so pro fast forwarding uh actually about a year ago um late february no mid february of 18 went to find and flip summit here in Phoenix mm -hmm. um, is like, I knew the concept of wholesaling and I knew about real estate. Actually, I was going to meetups uh, with, with them like uh, Rias and different, you know, events in, in our city and, and, and around the country. But um, I didn't really know like how, like, how do I cold call? How do I send out mail? How do I like implement these strategies? Right. Because like a lot of people, they just want to give you that little bit and then, oh, go to my course. And there's just so much noise. But mm -hmm. anyway, we went to this, the, the summit uh, in February. 
Um, here. Here in Phoenix. Yeah, here in Phoenix, <laughs> ironically. Um, about a year ago. And, you know, that's when, when like, things start to kind of come together. Like, yeah. okay, this is how you cold call. This is, you know, what you should target. Use this system. Use that software. Um, and so from there, it's like net, the networking aspect of everything was just gold. Like, we, you know, connected with people that were actually doing the business versus mm-hmm. the guys that are just talking about it. The doos, right? Right. The guys on stage versus the guys actually making money doing this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so from there, it's like, okay. Um, for me, it's like I had the fear of of doing it. Um, and to see, like, the guys that, that were doing it and just, like, getting over the fear, like, understanding that, like, this is never going to go away. Like, it, I got to get comfortable with it because it, fear never goes away. You just get comfortable over time. Right. And so, you know, I, you know, implemented it. So from March to June, I hit the grounds running. As soon as I got home, I started, you know, pulling lists. You know, I put them into Mojo, started cold calling, absentee owners, high equity, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took about four months. Um, got our first deal in June. Um, you know, I created an entity with my brother because at the time I was just turned 17 or just about turned 17. And I wasn't able to obviously sign a deal. Um, so I created an entity with my brother that he he's not in the real estate, but he said, hey, yeah, sure, outside, right? So mm-hmm. we created that entity. Um, from there, um, you know, basically um, he signed everything. Um, the cool thing about it is like that the first deal we did, it's like the the fear was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 17. How am I going to talk with the seller? How are they going to, you know, know I have cash or whatever to do this? It's like I had one, I had the confidence. Like I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to the seller. So the age actually never even came up. Right. I know a lot of people was like, well, you know, how, how never, are you going to do it? It never came up. It never came up. Right. Yeah. It was just like they knew I knew what I was talking about. So it wasn't like oh, how old are you? Like, how are you able to do this? Mm-hmm. And I had my parents because they fix and flip. So it's like, okay, you know, you know, we're doing X amount of deals a month. You know, we like this area. I had that rapport to, you know, come to them and, and you know, I'm not just this random guy that doesn't know what they're talking about. So yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I think that's something really interesting there, right? It's um, you weren't even old enough to sign a contract. Not at all. Right. So some of these guys, like, I'm too young. They're not even that young when they say they're too young. <laughs> so you got and created an LLC with your brother. Exactly. So that's the first problem you solved. <laughs> problem one, yeah. Solved. So, okay. So let's talk about your, your, your first wholesale deal. So, okay. you mean, obviously, you, you're pulling lists, you're skip tracing, whatever. So walk us through your very first wholesale deal. Ooh, very first deal. Uh, like I said, we started, in, started marketing in March. It took us from March all the way to June. So about three or four months to actually get that deal. So thousands of calls, thousands of calls, me grinding like four hours a day. Like, remember, I'm still in high school, right? So like, this is, it's it's not just, it's not just, oh, call one, two, three people. Like, so all that time, four, four hours a day, four to five just depends on the day, um, of just making calls. Um, called this lady, Ashton T. Owner. She lives in California. We're in the upstate of South Carolina. And uh, this property... Um, it was, inher- she inherited it from, from her mom and, and, um, basically, uh, long story short, the tenant, it was tenant occupied tenants had been there for like seven months, not paying rent, mm. um, called her up and said, Hey, you want to sell? She was like, yeah, I want to sell it, but you have tenants in there. I don't know how you can see it. Um, I said, okay, um, well, here's what we can do. If, if you with your permission, can we go by there? Um, you know, to knock on the door, just let them know we're doing an inspection inspection on the property. So that's what we did. Obviously, very, very nerve-wracking, right? To go to a property with tenants that you don't know the state of mind of these people that haven't paid rent. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, my God. So I went with my dad. 
um, you know, to go there. And, and we knocked on the door and we said, hey, uh, we're for Miss Renee. We wanted to just come by here and take a look at the property um, and do an inspection. We went in, got, got photos uh, from there, sent it out that night. Yeah, sent the property out that night um, to like a realist or something like that. Mm-hmm. And had a buyer uh, like two or three days later, mm-hmm. um, assigned it at, what did we do? I think it was like a 16K spread. So yeah. that was the first deal. So first the se- made 16. Yeah. Wow, that's really good for your first deal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the seller was happy because we were able to close like within 15 days. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did end up having to, uh, you know, serve the tenants with eviction notice, all that stuff. So we walked her through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we have a, awesome attorneys so they can handle all that for us. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to be the expert in every part. Just understand, like, you know, have your team that can help you out with it. So um, we got them straight away, and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Cool. Yeah. So as far as your early struggles, you know, you said four months while doing while in high school. So what were some of the biggest challenges when you first started? <sighs> biggest challenges? Uh, probably when I first started, it's, it's the fear. Like, how how do I how do I like make these calls in like like just the fear of rejection from that seller, just like the nose, the messing up. Like if I mess up like this statement, I could be losing $60,000, right? Like yeah. that's a big deal to handle mm-hmm. at 17 years old. And so like, I, I realized I said, hey, look, at the end of the day, like the worst thing that can happen is nowhere I mess up. Either way, I learned from this. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like this is this is a win-win no matter what happened. So. Mm-hmm. That that aspect of it was probably the biggest struggle, and I, I just talking with those people over and over it just built built my confidence. And now it's just you know it, that's that's not even a concern. It's like why were you scared to talk yeah. to people? Yeah, so. right. But is the first mindset like the very first time? Like what do they say what, like when they cuss me out or when they hang up on me? Like exactly. what's going to happen? Like that's very natural uh, fear when you get started. Exactly. The great thing is it doesn't none of that matters exactly. after you get started. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it's funny like. I, I came back from the event, you know, we live, it was cool. Had a bunch of friends fly from Phoenix. It was, it was a really awesome event. And I, I, I took, um, just a few selfies, one with Max Maxwell, obviously. Oh yeah. Right. One with, with, with Gary V obviously. And then one with you. And it was, it was funny to me, like the one with, uh, with, with Gary V I've got like, you know, 40 likes, which is cool, whatever, yeah. you know? But then with yours, I've got like 140 freaking likes <laughs> and all these are, and all these responses. And I think, and they're tagging people. I don't know if they're tagging their partners or they're tagging their kids. Yeah. I have no idea, but I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I see you're wearing a shirt that says Jot. What's that? What's that about? So Jot, uh, just one thing, mm-hmm. right? The, the art of focusing, right? Because a lot of times, like, especially in our business, it's, there is so much, like mm-hmm. there's so much content. There's so many strategies, so many marketing methods. Um, and, and for me, it's like in the beginning, it's like, what do I listen to? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I, do I cold call? Do I put up bandit signs? Do I set up mail? Um, and, and when we started, it's like, just go all in on one thing. And from there you want to master it and then, and then branch off. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then add and add. And then each time you add, just do that one thing, because if you start doing five things instead of just one, you're going to go in all those directions and not get anything done. So that's what it means for us. And then like, you know, once you get everything, that one thing solid, you know, everything starts to line up. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible wisdom for an 18 year old. (laughs) So, um, so going on that then, so your one thing, how's your business different than your peers in your market? What what city are you in? Uh, South Carolina. What city? Oh, Greenville. Greenville. Greenville, So how, how's your business different? 
than everyone else in the Greenville area? Everybody else. Um, I think for us, it's like a lot of people, like we know like this is a people's business. This is a relationships, rapport building type of business. Um, for us, it's like we like we really like strive to find the best solution for that seller, mm-hmm. right? Like it's funny because hearing you talk last last was last week at the event. It's like yeah. finding that solution for the seller. It may not be for cash. It may not be you know to list it. Whatever that may be, we really strive to find that best solution. And people, I think, can see that we're really genuine and we really care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people on our market, it's just like, hey, if the numbers work great if not you know we can refer you out it's like we want to find that best solution and a lot of times we tell them it's not it may not be with us mm-hmm. um and and i think that aspect and then once we if we are the best solution us walking them through that transaction like hey once we on the contract like we call them up like hey congratulations like hey you're on a contract this is going to be the process like we're gonna you know go through this we're gonna uh, turn into contact you we just we want to make them feel like this is not just a business transaction and, and we're pals, right? And, and we generally feel that way about it. And so, you know, we're not the type of people to um, just market for deals to to make money. We actually want to give the person the best solution. You actually want to serve. Yeah. So um, 18 total and then 13 in the last six months, right? What is your, like, how are you doing like since, you know, like what do you have going on right now with your business? So right now, um, in terms of like the, the volume we're doing or mm-hmm. like, so right now, um, we have two full-time employees, uh, VAs already. Okay. Already. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so basically their job, we have a leads manager and a full-time co-caller. Mm-hmm. Um, their job, our leads manager handles all of our inbound calls from all of our marketing campaigns that are outbound methods, our co-caller, mm-hmm. obviously cold calls. Um, so right now she provides our leads manager 15 to 20 leads a week. Our cold car, same thing, 15 to 20 a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there, we're able to lock up anywhere from four to four to six contracts a month. Mm-hmm. And right now we've targeted to a lot of probate. Mm-hmm. So we have, I think, six or seven deals in escrow right now that are getting cleared up. And so um, that's kind of the way we're running the business right now. We market to probate, absentee, high equity, list. Um, and from there, we're able to provide that those many leads a week. Okay, so then when you're talking about the list, like where are you pulling data from right now? So right now, um, it's 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 we were using ListSource, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately in the state of South Carolina, the laws have changed, so we're no longer able to do that. Um, How did the laws change? I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know all the ins and outs, mm-hmm. but for some reason, you, that that data they're not able to pull it anymore. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, so it's 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 kind of a pain. Um, we do use like REI Pro. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot of driving for dollars. I mean, we have probably about seven deal finders that just load that thing. We put about 300 properties in there a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, we skip trace our driving for dollars list because like at the end of the day, you can pull absentee, but like you can pull high equity, but they're not necessarily motivated. Like a driving for dollars list is like a, our bread and butter because like we know there's a distress point there, right? Um, so driving for dollars is has is, is been great. Um, so we, like I said, we put about 300 properties in there. We skip trace them, mm-hmm. uh, call them out, send them a letter. So you said you got seven drivers out there. How are you finding these drivers? So our deal finders, um, basically they're the type of people that, you know, know us personally. And they're like, Hey, we see what you guys are doing. We want to be a part of your team or they're, um, people that just are hungry to make a few extra bucks. Right. So we basically pay them like two bucks each property they put in our two, we use deal machine mm-hmm. into our deal machine. And then like, if we close on that deal, we'll give them like a $500 bucks, yeah. um, a bonus basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, people that we know uh, that want to make some extra cash, 
Um, and it's something that they can do any time of the day, you right. know, week, right? So. Yeah, because that's something that I want to do. I want to start recruiting Uber drivers. Yeah, start that's doing that for dollars for us. That's a good idea. Uh, okay, so so you got the data. How are you skip tracing it? We we actually use um, REI Skip, Max mm-hmm. Maxwell's company. Yeah. It's it's been great. Awesome. Um, that's for our mass skip tracing. I think it's mm-hmm. like twenty four cent a lead or something like that. Yeah. Um, and and it's been awesome. Yeah. And then you're using R- his RVM service with that. Yeah, our REI Rail. That that is gold. Like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we talked about you got your leads manager and you got your cold callers. Anyone else in your organization? Yeah. So, um, like I said, our like the way we run our business, it's like. I obviously on the wholesale side, like that I'm, I run that side and everything, but we, my parents, since they fixed and flipped, we kind of piggyback off of each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, a lot of times when I'm talking with these sellers, I, I kind of include us in the same, we're one, right. We're mm-hmm. family ran. Right. So I, I basically, it's, it's my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and, um, they obviously, um, come up like if, you know, Hey, uh, how are you going to find the deal? Okay, well, every other cash, right? So it's kind of that type of relationship. But in 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 the actual business of marketing and everything, it's just me myself for acquisitions, mm-hmm. uh, and I manage our VAs. Um, yeah, that's kind of so. Then you're, is your brother out of the operations then? So yeah, right now he's uh, he's out. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah. But uh, he again, he's his desire. He's a content creator, mm-hmm. um, streamer for like Twitch or something like that. So yeah, that's kind of his focus. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And I don't want people to discount, you know, just because his parents are in the business. That that you know it, it shortcuts us for you, right? Because yeah. you have other buyers. How many buyers are you working with? So we have a buyers list for like 60, 70 people, mm-hmm. um, but we really quarterly work with like seven or eight buyers. Yeah. So let's say you got a deal tied up. How does that conversation go? Like we're calling those buyers. Like what is your process of when you got once you got property tied up? Yeah. Moving it to your buyers. Yeah. So we lock up a property, right? So what we do is um, obviously get the photos. We upload it. We used to like just upload into Mailchimp and blast it out. Mm-hmm. Right, which works, but it's very like impersonable. Like it's not as like instant, or it's instant, but like I don't know. I just I personally don't like it. So what we do is we upload our properties to our on carrot site, our mm-hmm. buyer site. Um, we put that together, and then we put a link on a text, and mm-hmm. then I personally text a link to those like seven eight buyers. Mm-hmm. If they don't buy that instantly, um, and give us right at asking or or above, then we'll we'll mass it out to like those sixty or eighty buyers. Uh, via text blast mm-hmm. um, through like call loop or something like that. Yeah, interesting. So that's kind of the the, the process. Okay, so we talked about uh, you got drivers going around and you and and you're cold calling. What would you say is your your number one marketing technique? Uh, so technique. Um, so from driving for dollars, we we cold call and RVM drop everything. So mm-hmm. what wherever it comes in, we're doing both. Um, I'd say RVM. RVM. So RVM has been great because again it creates that outbound into an inbound because mm-hmm. we're dropping them and they're calling us. Yeah. Um. So that's really nice. So, um, that's probably our number one. You know, we mm-hmm. did we did actually had our first, um, six figure month just from RVMs in like February. So wow, that was pretty awesome. Not that long ago. Yeah, just from RVMs. Wow. So, yeah. So how many RVMs are you dropping a day? Four hundred. Four hundred so RVMs per day. Per day. Yeah, so it's very, it's not a lot, right? So it's 200 uh, from 11 to 130. And then it's, you know, we live answer, always live answer because, you know, it's just better. Um, then we do the callbacks in between one 130 to like six. And mm-hmm. then we do another wave of 200. Okay. And, and how often are you recycling that list? Uh, every two and a half weeks. Every two and a half weeks you're going through that list again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that, that you got it staggered. And, but you answer them live. 
I, Correct. Not it's a lot hard. of people are doing that. No. Because you're getting all. a lot of anger <laughs> in some of those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's funny because we we answer them live. I mean, obviously, when we're dropping 200 in a two-and-a-half-hour span, like, you're not able to answer everybody live. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we answer them live, and, and, and it's my voice on the RVM. Mm-hmm. And my lead manager, Laverne, she answers them, and, and basically she's like, hey, did you get a call from Will? And and then it's kind of, it's kind of like um, we found that it's better to answer live because everybody that does RVMs, they'll, like, drop 800 in a day, and it's just, like, callbacks, callbacks, callbacks. And for people, it's like, is this a buy? Is this a scam? Like, it's just a better presence for us that we mm-hmm. found. Um and like the second wave we do, it's a different message, right? So it's not the same, hey, do you want to sell at mm-hmm. blah, 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 your property, whatever. Um, it's like, hey, this is Will just following up with you, wanting to see if you got my message from you know a few weeks ago, right? So it's that very personal, even though we're not saying their name, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's that very like personal touch to it. Interesting. So uh, it's funny you do it differently than we do because we have our voicemail is a very nice sounding lady. Mm-hmm. And then the follow up, is our young guys. Ah, interesting. So you guys do a little bit, uh, a little differently. So uh, Jesse Bondog wants to know about how many leads is your cold caller calling per week? Rough estimate will do. Yeah, so about 2,000. 2,000 yeah, dials. 600 to 800 a day. Okay. And then uh, Christian B wants to know how many times do you follow up with a driving for dollar lead that doesn't pick up? So, I mean, for us, we we want to talk to them until they, like, we want to keep calling until they answer. Like. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. A lot of people in this business, it's like, oh, let me call them two or three times if they don't don't answer. Like, no, if I see that house, I want a result. Like, mm-hmm. is it? Do they want to sell or not? Right. Mm-hmm. So until whatever it takes. Yeah, but a guy on yesterday, um, uh, Uncle Carl, and he said he stalked one house for nine months. <laughs> like some nights he was like parked outside. Jeez. <laughs> but he's doing two hundred thousand dollar rips, so I can't can't challenge. You know uh, what's working for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we talked about your dad. We talked about your skip tray. So you have one cold caller. So mm-hmm. are you still cold calling? I do not cold call. Okay. No. I, I I cold call, um, or I wouldn't call it cold calling. I if if a lead is is very tight, then you know uh, our our uh, cold caller will send us it, say, hey, I'm having a little you know little trouble with this guy. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to him? Like just the nur- I nurture that lead, but it's I don't do any you know mojo dialing or anything like yeah. that anymore. No. Okay. So you outsourced all your cold calling. Yes. Okay. And how are you outsourcing it? How are you finding them? The VAs. Yeah. Um, so Upwork's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've we it's it's a struggle to be honest. If you like, exp- like our callers are in the Philippines, so mm-hmm. every now and then there, it, it can be hard. Um, the thing is just being consistent, like in anything, just being consistent mm-hmm. and all, always be like looking for that right person. Um, Upwork's pretty good. Um, there's some other people. Uh, one guy at we live told me that Craigslist. I was surprised mm-hmm. to hear that. So. Um, yeah. For virtual? Yeah, putting up Craigslist ads, like looking for a VA and putting it in, in there. Yeah, I was like, whoa. But Interesting. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Max and Scott mentioned that they're doing a new program too, right? So yeah. Lead yeah. Gen Pros, I think is what it was. Yeah, Lead Gen Pro, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Warner uh, wants to know, can you break down your cold calling process? Like the script or um, just like the – I Yeah. Like well, how – like the way we do it, we use Mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're calling like – uh, three dollars at one time mm-hmm. um and so like when we call them it's like hey uh, she's like hey this is uh, gretchen how you doing it's, we say their name we're like hey bill this is gretchen how you, or willie how you doing mm-hmm. and they're just like good how are you who's this right they say it again and it's just like yeah we're just calling about your property at one two three main street and just mm-hmm. want to see if you consider an offer yeah yeah pretty simple have you thought about adjusting it based off our 
our previous uh, I have I have has I've, it have you found it to work I well I've I've I have not implemented it yet yeah um, but I, I I do want to change it yeah give it a shot I do yeah. uh, Evelyn Jackson wants to know how long did it take you to get to four to six deals a month how long did it take to get to that to that point mm-hmm. um, so as soon as like I reach a level to where like I'm cold calling I'm setting these appointments like we decided okay I I can't do this like by myself. It's just, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as we hired, like, and that, that's been a struggle, but as soon as we hired is like, as soon as we started to skyrocket in, in, I think it was October, we had our first five deals close yeah. of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was like, boom. It's nuts. So then the Elijah wants to know, Elijah Rubin wants to know, uh, do your cold callers do any pre-call affirmations? Um, no. 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 Uh, okay, so Warner clarified, uh, not the script, but your system. So um, what's your cold calling system? So you've got you've got the data, you load it, mm-hmm. right, in a mojo. Yeah. Who's loading in the mojo? So our leads manager, basically, that's her job. She she handles all of our data, data entry, you know, data exporting, any of that. So she she's the one that I'm like, hey, we're going to do this zip code, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm instructing her where to pull. And then she goes into, we use REI Pro too as well mm-hmm. uh, for our wide list basically. And she goes in there and pulls it out. Uh, we skip trace through our REI skip, mm-hmm. uh, skips it. When they send it back, she imports it into um, your know, REI Rail, which is our RVM software, mm-hmm. and then into Mojo. And our cold caller from there just hits whatever she's instructed to dial. Okay, That's so, like the system. So now everything's working in Mojo, you're dialing. And then let's say something's a hot lead. How do you pull that back into, what's your CRM? Uh, we use something called less annoying CRM. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. We, so, so then how do you get it from Mojo back to less annoying CRM? So, so as like the, as she's on the call, she's taking her notes and everything. Mm-hmm. We do have her set the appointment. Yeah. Um, so she sets the appointment. Um, she, we use Google, Google calendars. So she, what she's going to do is uh, no matter what the lead is, if they're hot, cold, it doesn't matter. She's going to set the appointment if they want an appointment. Um, from there, she does upload it into the CRM and to Google calendars. Um, and if it's something that is just completely not going to work, then, you know, we'll cancel or mm-hmm. find a better solution for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elijah wants to know how often you're role playing with your squad <laughs> per, per week. Uh, so once a week we do a role play call uh, on our uh, Monday morning meeting. So we do yeah. role play calls and just make sure we're, we're on point. Yeah. Everybody new things every now and then. Um, and so, yeah. Awesome. Um, and then uh, Elijah wanted to know about how many times. So until they die, Elijah, until buy or die, that's the that's the philosophy that they've got here. Uh, Andres Silva wants to know what's the best list to pull your first deal. I would say if if you're looking for your first deal, I personally think driving for dollars. Mm-hmm. Like um, you'll like once you start getting deals, then I recommend pulling lists. But like when you're first starting. Honestly, like if I were to redo it, I would just try for dollars because the thing about list pulling is everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is pulling a list. It's crazy. So like, I mean, yeah, that house may be on a, on a list as well, but it's like, you know, there's a distress point, right? Right. So I recommend driving for dollars, skip tracing that, um, Mm -hmm. especially if the budget site, skip tracing it, calling them. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's just how, how I would do it. All right. Phenomenal. And then Elijah Rubin, he's, he's actually the, the fire king in Phoenix. So. There's a fire, if, if it's smoking, like Elijah's on, on his way. Uh, uh, so he wants to know what you're doing with your fire damage properties. Fire damage properties, um, we haven't had many. Uh, we, I think my parents flipped one like two or three years ago. 
Um, basically, you bring them up to code. Um, in our state or our county, you, you just bring them up to code. They're condemned usually. Mm-hmm. Um, the regular flip and redo them. Cool. And Max Menez, that's my business partner. Uh, what What are your goals? My goals? Um, so to be honest, it's like, for me, it's like I, I just want to like do more and, and create an actual business. Like yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I'm not going to college, you know, uh-huh. uh, my goals are to basically scale this thing to where I'm working on it and not mm-hmm. in it every day. Yeah. Right. So by next year, this time I plan on, you know, being able to have somebody to replace my role, have an acquisitions manager, have a dispositions manager, um, and, and just have this thing run. Right. Yeah. So my goal is to, you know, do that and continue to solve as many problems as possible. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Elijah says that he knows that you've arrived because King Steve's interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about, well, we're going to answer that question about next step. So uh, Jesse wants to know for Drive for Dollar leads, do you still contact them if they're on the DNC list? Uh, well, uh, we don't contact them on Mojo. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we may hand dial them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's, it depends. It yeah. Depends. So Jesse, uh, to answer your question, there is an actual service provided by my buddy, Evo Dragunov and it's a litigator scrubber. It might even be as simple as litigatorscrubber.com. I'm not really sure. Uh, but, uh, check out Evo. Uh, he's one of the guys in REI squad Facebook group, mm-hmm. but you scrub your list through that and you get rid of all the f- previous DNC complainers. Mm, interesting. So, uh, and attorneys, uh, see what else is there. So Christian wants to know, are you the only acquisition person right now? Yeah. So, uh, again, we piggyback off of each other, like mm-hmm. my parents and I, so acquisitions wise, like we can all go on appointments, right? So if I, if I'm not able to go on that appointment for, for the business, like my parents can do it. Right. They know so, how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's the cool thing. It's like, even though like I run the wholesaling side of things, like mm-hmm. they're in the business as well, but yeah, I am the only official like role. Okay. Uh, and then Warner wants to know, so Mojo reverse skip, it's like skip tracing. So, uh, Warner, I would say Mojo, if you can't skip trace the data yet is, is a good source, but once you start doing deals, you do not want to use Mojo's, uh, skip tracing. There's plenty of other really good skip tracing services. Yeah. There is, um, uh, is, is REI skip? Is yeah. REI skip will scrub against DNC. Yeah. 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 But you don't want to scrub against DNC. If you scrub against DNC, you're not <laughs> going to call anybody yeah. to call. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so. So yeah, uh, once you're in a position to, and you start doing deals, so REI Skip, that's Max's company. I think that's a great, uh, great, great service. And then I personally use batch skip tracing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but do not rely on Mojo's because if you're relying on Mojo's, there's a lot of people that you're missing. Yeah. Uh, Colin wants to know the best place to find your first deal. We already talked about drive for dollars and thanks for uh, tuning in Colin. So uh, he actually posted, uh, he was frustrated. Um, he's 18 and, and, and he's not, I think he's getting some pushback maybe from somebody. And I was like, dude, just watch this show. Like, yeah. don't worry about what the naysayers are saying. Like, yeah. you can yeah. do it at 18. Yeah, what you got to do, man, is like, you have to, like, at, at 18, I'm not sure if you're done with high school or not, but like, you have to, like, start getting around people that are doing it, right? So, what I would say is start going to your RIAs, start, you know, getting in it, start getting the lingo, um, and just do it. Like, like for, for me, it's like, you ha- disassociate with anybody your age. Like, anybody your age <laughs> will not. <laughs> <laughs> understand what you're doing like yeah. if, if you're worried about like what they think or anything like that it doesn't matter because i promise you like in a year or two like when everybody's off to college you guys won't even talk so like i would say disassociate and it's so true it's so true i've had that conversation so you know i got 
uh, just recently we got over 100 agents at my brokerage. Wow. And I've had this conversation so many times with my most more successful agents. They're like, I don't even hang out with my friends anymore. Like, like we're just to totally different people. Yeah. And I was like, that's part of growing. It sucks. <laughs> but you're not going to, the people you went to high school with probably aren't going to be the people that you're hanging out with exactly. in a couple of years. So that's exactly what you were saying is, is spot on. Awesome. Yeah. Any other advice you want to give to uh, uh, to Colin, who's eighteen? I, I just think like if, if if you're if you're trying to do this business just for the money, like I feel like I feel like yes, like obviously I, I'm I'm in business to make money because like you got to make money, but yeah. like I feel like you'll burn out. Like for example, I I had a I had a this guy. He was my brother's friend. He was like nineteen. Mm -hmm. He said, "Yo, Willie, I w I want to do what you're doing because mm -hmm. he saw you know what we were doing and how we were doing and everything." You're rolling up in your Lambos and your <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, I want to do." It. I said, "Okay, this is my this is probably my biggest mistake." Yeah. Okay. I said, "Okay, well let's let's do let's do a partnership type of thing. You know, I'll, I'll teach you everything I know. Mm -hmm. You can shadow me. You can see exactly how we get leads. I'll I'll tell you exactly what to do." Um, and I did that, and and it, it was you know basically the agreement was you know you you pay for your marketing and you know I'll go in the appointments with you and all that good stuff. 60 days later, you know, we got a hot lead, came from a bandit sign, we wanted that appointment, you know, I did all the talking, everything, you know, got under contract, did everything, you know, and I said, you know, that deal ended up, we sold it like, I think a week later, or like we sold, we closed on it a week later. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty good deal. Uh, we split it, he made like 10 grand on it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and from there, it was like, he got the money, right? What he did was he bought a car, um, you know, and, and then he, he basically dabbled in the business a little, probably about 30 days after that. And then he just, he just didn't have any other, other coof to do it. He just mm -hmm. wanted to get that check and, and was done. So I think if you're doing it just for the money, you'll get burnt out. Yeah. Um, because once you get it, you you know, it's, you'll go back to your, your old thing. What he did was he went back to, to his job because I was comfortable yeah. because things got, got hard and it was another 30 days and you know, leads and. You know, so you'll get burned out. So if, if you're going to do this, you know, obviously, you know, in the beginning, you, you need to make money and then have a long term goal like, yo, I want to help these people. I want to really solve their problem. And then, you know, you want to you know make money to give or whatever it may be. Have a strong reason why you're doing this mm -hmm. um, and actually love it, because if you don't love it, you'll stop. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then Max posted that link is litigationscrub.com. Um, and then uh, Elijah, one else, do you knock on doors on, on to top equity deals or do you cold call only? Uh, no, we, we cold call only and, mm. si and send postcards. Okay. And Brandon wants to know what's your why? Ooh, because uh, you don't have a wife and kids. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't use that. Yeah, exactly. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything that's like a significant other or anything like that. It's like, for me, I, I'm, I'm still trying to kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the reason why I do what I do each and every single day is because I, I love it. Like I love to talk with sellers, negotiate, learn these strategies. It's, it's kind of like a game to me. It's like, mm -hmm. yo, like this is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think as, as like I, I make the, the, this money and, 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 you know, meet these people day in, day out, like, and truly like provide value to them. Like that really is why I love to do it. You know, I, I. I'm still trying to figure out the bigger picture, like, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm going to do with these funds once, you know, I, I get to a certain level, but you know, I, I love to have an option. Like the alternative is like, I, I go work at, you know, a place and make $9 an hour. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't want to do that. Right. right? Yeah, you definitely. Know? It creates, this business creates opportunities. Like yeah. 
I was literally, my brother, uh, my he's like 22, he has a startup in California. I was able to invest in a seed round that he's doing, right? Like nobody can do that at the age of 17 unless you're doing something that's, you know, different, right? So that's very cool. Just the opportunities. Yeah, provides. able to invest in your brother's business. That's it was awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so have you read Secrets in Millionaire Mind? I, I have, I have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Christian wants to know, do you guys leave voicemail? Well, you guys do RVM, so that's the voicemails. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your conversion ratio? So Warner, um, we'll ask. So what's your conversion ratio as far as like, uh, do you know uh, conversations to appointments? So to be honest with you, we're, we're really not good at tracking right now. Like that yeah. that's one of our, our big, big problems right now. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're RVM dropping 2,000 leads a day or a week, and we're, mm -hmm. you know, calling 600, 800 people, you know, a, a week on our yeah. call, or a day in our call on site. But we, we haven't got our KPIs down, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Well, you know what the next thing to work on is? I know. I know. Okay, so you're, you're in Greenville. Yeah. Are you in any other markets? No. We're, we're in the upstate of South Carolina, so Greenville is like, I don't know, a 50-mile radius. So yeah. just there for now. Okay. Um, and then uh, monthly marketing. How much are you spending on monthly marketing? Uh, monthly marketing, we're probably about 2,500. 2,500? Yeah. And then what's your total overhead? Uh, 40, it's like right at 48. 4,800? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Brandon wants to know, are you concerned at all about the legal issues coming up recently with RVMs? Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't, I, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know uh, so Brandon, maybe if you can post a, a link below uh, so, so the audience can uh, uh, see what that's about. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle Stevens wants to know, what was your biggest takeaway at We Live 19? We Live. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I don't want to, you know. We'll go with three. What's we'll that? do top three. Yeah, I, I don't want to pick exactly one. I mean, top was, three, no particular order. It was so good. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously hearing hearing you, like yeah. the the sales process was just gold. You know, mm -hmm. I I know about the go negative and this and that, mm -hmm. but you know, just kind of hearing a little bit more, you know, about your sales process was yeah. was awesome. Um, Mr. Tony Tony Robbins Senior, he was just gold. Man, he was just that guy fire. was crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, it was it was just an overall great event, like the networking and, and meeting people that are just getting into it and that have done it. It's just it was awesome, um, yeah. and it it was great. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I know this question wasn't for me, but getting to meet all the other people in the other markets, yeah, right. So you can actually have like real conversations of what's going on in the other markets. So, um, what else was there? Yeah, we got to meet. Uh, so, was, is it flipping a house? I mean, they're gonna be coming on soon. So we have uh, a lot of other players in other markets that are gonna be coming on just from the connections I've made wow. personally, That's including awesome. you, right? Like yeah. I met you at We Live. Exactly. Uh, so Warner uh, says about to get his first deal of 20k. Uh, if you did 20k on your first deal, well, how would you spend the 5k that you got out of it? How would I spend the 5k? Mm -hmm. um, really, it, would, it depends on how you got that deal, right? If if you if you you know spent you know 150 dollars or whatever, like just because you have X amount of dollars doesn't mean you need to use it, right? Like. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like if you have $5,000 and you're growing, like you're doing more calls, you're doing more volume, I would hire if you know what you're doing, right? So yeah. if, if again, if you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. then hire somebody because, you know, obviously in the beginning you shouldn't hire somebody because you don't know what you're doing. But when you start making more money consistently, um, yeah. I would hire w with that money. Uh, but if you have $5,000 to spend, you don't, you don't necessarily need to spend it. Yeah, that's wise, very wise. Uh, so... What is, uh, well, 
there are some people right now that are speculating the market's going to uh, shift, right? Of Adjust course. one way or another. Of course. Uh, what is your plan if the market shifts? Really, just keep doing it. Like, like yeah. obviously, on the side of you know my parents, like they probably won't be doing they won't be doing fix and flips, mm-hmm. right? They'll just be holding. Yeah. My vision is to buy properties. Mm-hmm. Like I want to buy, right? Our buy our true cash buyers will still be buying, right? It's, it's the best time. Mm-hmm. It just be lower, right? That lower for the seller and lower for them. Mm-hmm. which means we go right in the middle, right? So right. there's nothing really changes in terms of that side of wholesaling, but obviously in fixing and flipping, then you want you probably don't want to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, is there any CRM tool systems that you cannot live without? Um, for me, uh, we we communicate through Slack, right, mm-hmm. with, with our employees or, you know, that's how our communication platform CRM-wise. Uh, like I said, we use le- something called Less Annoying CRM. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've used... <laughs> it's funny name, but we've used Podio in the past. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's 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 cool and everything, but mm-hmm. I like I can learn things, but it was just like I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not the best at school and like I, I just feel like Podio, it took me probably about a month and I still couldn't figure it out. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Forget it. And so less annoying CRM, it tracks your, your leads, it tracks, you know, um, you know uh, your follow up basis and all that good stuff. So yeah. that's probably what we couldn't live without because otherwise we'll be using like a PDF and this and that and just, yeah. just yeah. That's awesome. Um, what is your biggest struggle at this exact moment? Ooh, uh, hiring. Yeah. Hiring um, is definitely a big struggle. Yeah. Well, the good news for you or bad news for you, I don't know one way or the other, <laughs> is that that'll always be your a big struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> easy until you get to the people stage. Exactly. Then like everything else you can learn, everything else you can do, once you get to the people stage, you'll always be <laughs> a it's, problem. It's crazy. Uh, Julian Garcia wants to know, how do you train your VAs? So the first, our leads manager was the first hire we had, or no, excuse me, she was the second hire we had. And um, basically the training took about a day. It was me mm-hmm. and them on, on like Skype or something or Zoom. And it was, I was just going through everything with them, like, hey, this is what we're going to do, do this. And we do on-the-job training, right? So as as they're, you know, working, it's kind of as we train, like, as questions come up, it's like, yeah, just tell them this, just tell them that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's kind of how we do it. Now I realize, obviously, that's a terrible use of time. And you don't <laughs> want to have to do that. That's not scalable. Yeah. Um, so now I record myself, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is how we pull this. Hey, this is how we do this. Um, and my ultimate goal is to probably have our – lead ma- manager transfer her role. So as mm-hmm. we hire, she can be like the person they go to when they have those on the job questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, video, record yourself as you master it. You know, as you get good at that one thing, each mm-hmm. time you, you've mastered that one thing, uh, record yourself and, and show it how it's done and you can send your people how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Max says that it's very impressive what you've done at 18 and I'm with you, Max. This is ridiculous. <laughs> the wisdom he's got here. Uh, so yeah, he says, uh, Max says, there's nothing that he can tell you what to do. So just, uh, you keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what is your superpower? My superpower? Uh, I think I'm good at negotiating. Yeah. I I feel like I'm good at negotiating. Um, I have a lot to learn. Um, but you know, I've gotten deals down like 50, Mm $60,000, you know, deals, you know, down, right. From asking prices. Um, you know, kind of started like when I told you I've always had a hustler's mentality. I've always worked hard. It's like I literally like when when my parents used to, um, you know, like f- like when they used to do work on the houses and physically buy everything. Like we would go to these stores. I would go into the scratch and dent section and like buy appliances to sell them. Mm-hmm. And so like that's kind of where I like started. Like I would talk to the managers. Like they're asking like four hundred bucks for a stove. I get down to like one fifty two hundred, right? So like I think my superpower is negotiating, um, and probably. 
yeah, pro- that's probably my number one. Uh, anything, uh, any particular books or, or, or materials you got that you felt helped you with negotiating? Uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss yeah. was, was really good. Yeah, so uh, I reached out to him to be on this show. He's he's too busy in 2019, so we're going to have to wait to 2020. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, we'd well, love to have him on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome, so what's the greatest lesson you've learned? Uh, just in the overall process? Mm-hmm. The greatest lesson, you know, probably is to, you know, never get to a level where I, I feel like I'm, I'm bigger than this. Like, yeah. just always staying humble. Like, and, and like, for me, like, I always, like, I'm always grateful, but I, I never want to be satisfied. Like, yeah. once you get satisfied, like, oh, I'm satisfied with two employees, I'm satisfied with this. Like, that's when you start to plateau, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you start to not grow. Um, and the biggest lesson is to know, like, you know, don't, don't get to a point where, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing it, you're making X amount of dollars and you just start not caring about people and, you know, just really have that core of always caring to solve that person's problem and, and not, not being bigger than yourself. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, what is your favorite, favorite, best, or most interesting failure? Failure. Ooh. I, I, to be honest, like, I don't really look at what I do as a failure, I do look at things as mistakes, but like mm-hmm. I learned from everything. Like, for example, like I said, we targeted probates now. And I think a mistake I did was I, I shifted our, our, our girls to um, kind of go all in, like the, the, the one thing kind of took over a little bit too much and, and it kind of distracted from our other strategies that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so obviously with probate, these probabilities aren't clear. Um, so this was happened like a month or two ago. And so we went all in on that pretty much. And, you know, we're getting these deals on a contract, but they won't be clear for another four or five months. Yeah. So guess what? No checks are coming in for these deals in four or five months, right? Because mm-hmm. I distracted. Um, so I think that was a mistake in terms of like switching our marketing strategies mm-hmm. up when- Going all in on one piece of marketing. Yeah, it was, what we were doing was working. I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. Um, but like a failure, I don't think that was a failure. I just think like I learned from that and I moved on and I fell forward, right? Yeah. Oh. So. It's brilliant. Very good. Uh, WM Baker wants to know, do you do any digital marketing? No, not right now. Like, like I do still run our, um, Instagram, yeah, our Instagram side for flips. Mm -hmm. Um, so like we market our flips, you know, Instagram, Facebook and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing like too, too crazy. Yeah. Um, is there a book that you've gifted more than any other? I, I don't think so. I think, um, I really, I really think the book, um, the go giver, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's something that, yeah, you know, it's really cool. It's an incredible book. It's great. So, um, Elijah wants to know, have you checked out the book mastering the art of no? I have not. I've heard about it. Yeah. To be, to be honest with you guys, like I really don't read a lot. Like, like I, I, I you can't say bad. that stuff on air. Come on. <laughs> I, I do audible. Like, like audible is great. I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. um, that I, you know, it's a struggle of mine, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, that totally makes sense. Like I, I am constantly listening to audible or something in the car, yeah. but not, yeah, I don't read as much as I should, but definitely a whole lot of audible. Yeah. Um, so Kyle wants to know best marketing for people with limited time on a full-time job and small marketing budget. Kyle, can you elaborate what that means exactly? Um, and then while we wait for that, uh, guys, so uh, Willie's going to be there tonight. Dave and Buster is 430 in Tempe, Rio Salado. Uh, so Willie's going to be there. 
So, you know, you guys can definitely ask him questions there. For those of you guys in the Phoenix market, we got Uncle Carl from yesterday yeah. talking about how he's doing 200K assignment fees. He's a 243 on one assignment. Jeez. Picked up for 35, sold it for 310. Good guy. Yeah. So he'll be there. And then uh, Evo and Jesse will be there tonight presenting on data and why and how they scale their business with data. Uh, so Warner wants to know, this is a great question. What would you like to have accomplished five years from now? Ooh, five years from now, honestly, like I, I, to be honest, I have not laid out a, like a five-year plan. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm really consumed by like today and, and what we need, where we need to be in six months. Mm -hmm. Like six months from now, like I want to be able to have like five full-time cold callers, you know, another um, person to take over our leads managers, mm -hmm. handling the inbound calls um, and to just grow the business. Like, yeah. Our, our thing is like the last six months of last year, we did a quarter million dollar in assignment fees, mm -hmm. right? And that was 13 deals. Yeah, it's great. We wanna do 50 deals this year um, and probably revenue of 800 to a million, 800 yeah. to a million one-ish, yeah. right? So that's kind of like the, the plan for this year. Honestly, five years from now, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like five years ago, <laughs> if you were asked me where I would be, I have no idea. I probably would have told you college. So I don't. <laughs> uh, Bradley Whitaker wants to know, you lost everything today. What was the first thing you would do starting over? Uh, um, just do what I did. Like, I, I know that this business will be around. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think even if it's not, just 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 hustle. Like, hustle to to if I if it's in this business, just go out there. If mm -hmm. if I don't have a car, like I'll go walking for dollars. <laughs> like I don't know. Like yeah. just 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 keep going. Like I think if I if I lost everything. I just restart and, and, you know, I hear all the time people that lose everything and they, you know, shifted and, and just kept that same mentality and put it into whatever they did. I think just, you know, don't reinvent the wheel and do what you did. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny you said that because I had someone reach out to me and that I've said before, like reach out to me on Instagram. I'll respond to everybody. Yeah. You just might not hear what I have to say. <laughs> uh, so one guy is like, you know, I don't have a car. I was like, can you afford a bicycle? Mm -hmm. Like bike for dollars. Like what's stopping you from exactly. doing that? So, exactly. um, okay. Uh, any marketing tips for those on a small marketing budget and still working full-time job? There you go. That makes more sense. Okay. Uh, so I think you said it earlier, right? It was. Yeah. I, I think, um, if you don't have a budget, like, like again, this business, you can't start with $0. Like the idea that you can start with $0 and like, and skip, like it's, it's kind of impossible. Like you can't really skip trace effectively. Um, what I would say is if you have like $150, let's mm -hmm. just say that, right? That's a respectable small budget. Like again, I would get the app Deal Machine, 100%. Mm -hmm. Get that app. It's a 14-day free trial. Cost you zero dollars up front. Um, after that, I think it's like 20, 40, 50 bucks a month. Something 50 like bucks that. a month. It's nothing. Yeah. Um, drive for dollars. After you drive for dollars, go on REI, skip, mm -hmm. skip trace those leads, get 100 properties. Say, look, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, sit down and say, this is my plan. I'm gonna get 100 properties a week or whatever number you come up with, mm -hmm. um, and and do that. Once you do that, skip trace them. Call them on your phone. You don't need to buy any mojos, any fancy, fancy systems, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And you know that's how you start, right? Once you get that first deal, you get that check, without whatever the amount is. Do it again and again and again. Then start implementing your systems of mojo and you know CRMs and all that good stuff. Um, and then from there, you start building up yourself. And and you again, you don't need a lot of money, but you just need you just need time and, and intentional time. Like don't mm -hmm. spend your time 
constantly looking at videos, constantly just going over all this stuff because you're not getting anything done. You need to actually do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. And it's like what Max said, right? You're one deal away. Exactly. Uh, so Brutus, I think Brutus and I are going to have to trademark this. He says jogging for dollars. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so PPC, no Warner. Uh, he doesn't do PPC. So, um, so w is there any last message you want to leave somebody with? You got a lot of wisdom for an 18 year old. So is there any last bit of wisdom? Yeah, I, I think, I think for somebody that's starting out or, you know, somebody that's my age, I think I can speak to you guys a little bit better. It's like, again, get rid of any of the noise, like get rid of anything that is not putting you to this goal of wholesaling. Like what you guys need to do is just sit down, do one thing. Like that one thing is driving for dollars. In my opinion, you should cold call them. Just do that one thing, you know, get over, get over yourself. You know, you're the, you're probably the person that's in your way, you know, start like people have a tendency to constantly blame people. Like mm -hmm. I think people need to come in and say everything from now on in my life that happens is my fault, right? Like, or is my, you know, is the reason why I'm where I am. Like understand where you are in your life is because of you. Like have that mentality and go all in on this business, get rid of all the noise, listen to like one or two people. Like don't, like again, there's so much noise out here. Like mm -hmm. listen to one or two people, listen to your podcast. Like real estate disruptors is gold, like yeah, literally gold. Like um, listen in, in like Max Maxwell, like huge shout out to you. Mm -hmm. like. I, I literally like, I don't, we've never really had like a conversation, but like, I mean, just, just, if you listen to Max, like you could go out there and just kill it. Like yeah. he is just a go-giver. He, uh, he's genuine. Like everything he does is transparent. We do so many things similar to, to his systems. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people like Max and you and, and like Scott, who's just the guys that are killing it that are actually doing the business. Listen to those guys. Right. And, and you'll be successful. Awesome. Uh, and guys, uh, I've been getting, I want to say almost a year now, a bunch of people asking me to mentor and coach, and I've been turning people away. I was like, I don't have time for coaching. Uh, so I'm actually going to be finally launching a coaching platform and I am honored to have Willie be, uh, what is the uh, student number one? Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to personally mentor, uh, Willie. Uh, so. Uh, keep an eye out for that. I, I don't have all the details yet. And then again, guys, if you're in the Phoenix market, you need help closing deals, uh, please reach out to me on Instagram. And if you want a copy of our uh, assignment contract, opt in at realestatedisruptors.com. My assistant will send that to you. And then uh, again, I keep emphasizing this, but tonight, Dave and Busters, uh, Evo and Jesse, and then tune in next Wednesday at two o'clock. My friend Laith uh, in Vegas is killing it and he's killing it with TV and, uh, and, and direct mail. So it's a very different style of doing business. Uh, but, you know, his average wholesale is 30K, and I, I wouldn't mind bumping mine to, to, to that number. Oh, yeah. uh, so, again, if you guys like the show, please share this episode right now. A rising tide does lift all boats. If someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Uh, Instagram is probably the best. Um, yeah. You can find me at Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E dot Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N. Seems like that should not have been available. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, so that was an awesome show. Thank you guys for watching, Thanks, and thank you. This was thank you. awesome. Thanks for having me.